0: Texas Tech kicked off fall camp for the 2022 football season with today's Media Day. Find out what key Red Raiders such as Tyler Shuck, Donovan Smith, and Baron Morton, in addition to the new coaching staff, had to say on today's Media Day, on today's episode of Locked On Texas Tech. Are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to today's episode of Locked on Texas Tech. It is a nice Thursday night here. Apologies for being so late. I'll get to that in a minute. But I'm Emory Lida. I'm your host, back again, talking about Texas Tech football. Before we get into that, thank you for making Locked on Texas Tech your first listen every day. You can check out yesterday's episode about the linebacker group on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. I do appreciate all of the support. But today, we're taking a look at what was said on media day for the Red Raiders The first day officially of fall camp getting set to go for the 2022 football season, kicking off rounds of fall practice, obviously seeing what coach Joey McGuire has to do in his first season, what the quarterback battle becomes and what we think will happen to some of the rest of the roster and some key position groups like the wide receivers and like the linebackers, which again, you can check out the preview for that on yesterday's episode, but Once again, I do apologize for this episode coming out so late on Thursday night if you're watching it when it first comes out. First off, I had to travel back from the beach today, so I did not get home until late. And furthermore, last night I was busy packing, so I never really got around to this. But that's okay, because I was planning on making this one a media day episode in general to catch up on everything. And thankfully for me, there was a lot to cover. So Kicking everything off, one of the first things that was probably on everyone's mind as we got into the day was an update on the quarterback battle. And so it's a three-way battle heading into fall camp. You've got Tyler Shuck, who last year started the first four games of the season for suffering a shoulder injury against the University of Texas and missing the rest of the season. So he is the first quarterback, a transfer from Oregon, someone that was high on NFL draft boards heading into last season. Things just didn't pan out, obviously, with the injury and with his stock taking a bit of a hit, but still a very talented quarterback. Then you have Donovan Smith heading into his third season in the program, second season of playing. He is a redshirt sophomore classified. He has really a lot of arm talent, as evidenced by the end of the season. Questions about his accuracy have arisen, but he was the guy that started in the clutch win over Iowa State. Had a rough game against Oklahoma State in his second start. Bounced back with a decent performance against Baylor in his third start. And then his fourth start was the Liberty Bowl victory over Mississippi State. So Donovan Smith is a guy who has shown his talent, and obviously he has the running ability as well to bring in in the equation. And you've got the youngest guy in the quarterback room, Baron Morton, who is the third and final contestant for the starting position. He is someone that barely got any playing time last season. Someone that only really got a few snaps against Oklahoma State. That was his only pass attempts and run attempts on the season. He's a guy that comes into Texas Tech with a lot of pedigree. Someone that went to Eastland High School 2A was an incredible quarterback there. Ended up being a four-star recruit as per 247 Sports. One of the most talented recruits Texas Tech has gotten at the quarterback position in recent memory. So, Morton rounds off everyone, and he is kind of the guy I want to touch on first. And so Baron Morton's approach to the starting quarterback battle, when he was asked about it, involved talking about just his ability to just execute, get to know the coaching staff, get to get kind of on the same page with them. He was kind of the most direct, I would say, in his approach to the quarterback battle. He said that he gained about 10 to 15 pounds this offseason, ended up at about 215 pounds. Feels like he's gotten a lot more strong feels like the game has slowed down to him. He also said he doesn't feel like he needs to elevate his natural game per se and that his just sort of playing it out will take care of everything. He says that at the end of the day, it comes down to who competes the hardest and who makes the plays happen. We have two more great quarterbacks to do a great job of that. Coach Kettley and Coach McGuire are going to put the best guy out there. Thank you to Inside the Red Raiders or to Inside the Double T. For the direct quote on that, Red Raiders Sports is who you want to follow if you want to see more of the media day. I, unfortunately, am not down on Lubbock, so I don't have any access in that sense but those guys did a killer job covering media day but anyway so baron Morin talking about that that is what he had to say about his sort of approach to which makes sense because you have three talented quarterback rooms is you have three talented quarterbacks in the room and that is going to go a long way when it comes to deciding to start this is a good position for tech to be in because all three of them have merit to starting And Morton's happens to be the natural talent he is. He says that extending plays is a strength of his game, does a good job of that. The receivers do a great job of when the pocket breaks down, getting out, finding open grass, and making big plays. And that's something I think you're going to find with all three quarterbacks, but particularly Morton in high school. His tape was really centered around improvising, finding guys on the run. That's a little bit harder to do at the college level. Game moves a lot faster. You have higher caliber athletes, especially moving up from a to a system all the way up to d1 college football in the big 12 but still we saw what morton could do in the spring game he had a really strong showing there so morton's kind of the main guy he was the fir- he was one of the first ones to really talk he had a lot to say his own individual development, saying that reading defenses was one of the major things that he's worked on. Similar thing to Tyler Shuck as well, who was another quarterback that talked in the media days. One of the things he mentioned was how his biggest improvement he felt like was understanding defenses this season, how much Zach Kitley has helped, and the amount of energy that both Kitley and Joey McGuire bring into the room. And just in general, kind of the rehab that he's had since having the shoulder, the collarbone injury, against the University of Texas, he's seemingly found a new hunger according to him he's had time to sort of settle down look at things from the outside perspective gained a lot of insight on defenses and so for shuck that was kind of the biggest thing and again he kind of mentioned the sort of camaraderie amongst the room the quarterback room and how important that was so one of, the quote, one of the quotes that Shuck has is that we've, we're we all really good friends. It's just been kind of fun. You know, when we go out to practice every single day, it's made it really easy. You know, as far as the off-field, and I think a lot of times people say quarterback competitions are really hot and heavy, and people and guys don't like each other. We're obviously in competition, but, you know, we're always doing everything that we can to make ourselves better and make each other better. I think Coach Kitley and the other coaches have done a great job of facilitating that, and obviously us as players and the whole team have really done a great job of supporting each other. So Zach Kittley there really is someone that both Barrymore and, and Tyler Shuck have praised. We saw with Shuck talking about how close the correct room is, and I think that's one of the things that you can really gather from all three of those guys is they have they see this as a competition, obviously, and they want to win the competition for their own personal benefit. But these are three guys that have all sort of built that have sort of built themselves into the team culture and really appreciate what the coaching staff has done in terms of facilitating that and making it easier for them. So I think that speaks volumes to how Joey McGuire and how Zach Kittley have been able to build this culture, build this offense. And all three of them seem confident in their abilities. Obviously, Shuck has talked about some of the mental improvements, Barry Morton as well, and sort of the strength improvements that he's made. And then the last but not least guy that to, to talk about is, John, is Donovan Smith. And when you look at what he had to say, he was more sort of team oriented with what he said. I just want to win games. So whatever we can win games as a team, whatever I could do to win games and help the team is what I want to do, which is maybe a little bit different than the approach of what Baron Morton said in the sense that he was kind of less centric on the pure competition side of thing. And he also said, you're going to see everything this year. So there's nothing specific. You know, we're all competing to be in the starting positions. That's what I'm working on. That's what I'm focused on, passing, throwing, running. Everything is what you're seeing. That's in regard, in reference to the question centered around his individual improvements and the running ability that he has and can possess compared to the other quarterbacks. So again, kind of deflecting his um, individual strengths compared to everyone else, but more just talking about doing what the team needs him to do to win, everyone competing for the quarterback position, the best man winning. That's something that is a really good trait that was shared among all of them, is I think they're all just in and line with wanting what's best for the team. Donovan Smith, again, a guy that started four games last season, showed off a lot of individual talent. He's a guy that, as I'll get to in a minute, Joey McGuire mentioned could be seen in potential goal line packages in a wide receiver position. That is something that I feel like has been floated around a little bit, but that's going to be coming up next. But, but generally, the gist of the quarterback competition is all three guys feel like they've improved in the offseason morton and Chuck, in particular, are talking about reading defenses and the improvement that's gone on there. All three will want to win the competition, as I would imagine anyone would, but I think they're all willing to help the team and do what is necessary to win in that capacity. So that's just something that I think is really critical, and it shows what a good culture Joe McGuire has built and what Zach Kitley has done. And speaking of those guys, we're going to touch on some of what they talked about coming up next, but first, a message from Bilt Bar. If you haven't tried Bilt Bar, Puff, Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Bilt has done it again. Let me introduce you to your favorite cook, new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're 100% real chocolate. They have all the joys of eating cookie dough that you would love. And it is also healthy for you. Only under 60 calories. They have 15 grams of protein, low sugar, low fat, everything you need in a bar. So you're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, need a quick bite, or maybe even a pre-workout thing. Bilt is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar, and grab yourself a Bilt bar, preferably the Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs, which taste delicious. I had one for dinner tonight because I was trying to save money on the way back, and I can tell you they are excellent and they are filling. So if you want to be filled by the great Cookie Dough Chunk Puff, go to Bilt.com, use promo code life 15 and get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Talking big Texas Tech media days here, the start of fall camp, the start of the football season for Texas Tech under new head coach Joey McGuire, and Joey McGuire had a lot to say today in his first official day of fall as Texas Tech's head coach, and he was extremely excited, had a lot of interesting stuff go out from him today talk about and again if you want to see more of this information you can subscribe to Red Raider Sports I do appreciate them again for covering all of this shout out to my guys there you got Trevor Corbin you've got Chase Champlin both of them did an excellent job today in covering the Red Raider media day so there's a lot to go on with that but the gist of what Joey McGuire had to say was really just talking about guys who had injuries some of the fall camp notes in terms of how the format's going to work, as well as just general appreciation for Lubbock. And so starting out with the injury front, because I feel like that might be the most important one. Some of the guys that have been rumored to be listed out for the season and McGuire seemingly confirmed that is linebacker Bryce Robinson, who I did mention yesterday might be an intriguing pass rushing piece. He's going to be out for the season, unfortunately. Trevon McAlpine, I'm going to get to him in a minute because he's an interesting case. But receiver Cameron Cantrell, Cantrell a guy who came in, I believe, in 2018, has really not seen the field for the Red Raiders just due to injury and other reasons, has not had any sort of playing time, which really sucks for him. So hopefully he gets better soon and can continue on with his career, whatever that might be. So Cantrell, another guy that's out, and then finally Matt Young will line will round out the list of those missing the year. One of the important guys that is going to be back, though, is Lando Oliby, the freshman safety coming in this offseason one of McGuire's first recruits as a coach I'm really excited to see what he does he will be back for the season but talking about Trevon McAlpine the defensive lineman he is a guy has a lot of intrigue behind him and it seems like the first the first thing we heard from McGuire is that he would be he's where he want they wanted him to be which is a little bit confusing because then he went on to list him with the guys that will be out for the remainder of the season. So I'm not entirely sure what will go on. From what I've heard, it sounds like he is planning on – he's expected to miss the season, but don't quote me on that. I think that is something that I don't know that a lot of people know in general. So I think that there's a lot of question marks around that. But McAlpine, regardless, seems like someone that will be missing a good chunk of time, and that kind of sucks. That sort of takes away a little bit of defensive line depth, but still – Good to note on that. The next thing they talked about was talking about the offensive line. And among those guys, you have Caleb Broders, who has already won the left tackle job, which I speculated in the offensive line preview, which you can check out on YouTube. That is something I mentioned. You've got Cade Briggs and Dennis Wilburn battling for the center job. Again, Briggs was my projected starter at center there. So he's a guy that can be flexible there. Michael Shanahan, Landon Peterson are in track for the right guard position or potential guard position guys. And then you've got guys like Monroe Mills from Oklahoma State that are going to be in that position to be on the right tackle. do not know exactly how Cole Spencer will factor in, but he is going to be another guy that I would expect to start. And talk about, like, Fungi as well. Joey McGuire had good things to say about him, and then Fungi as well had a really nice interview where he talked about rehabbing from his injury. They kept him out from the end of last season and what he expects. He'll be in the Z position this year. That was announced. And then I believe as well as that, you've got Brady Boyd, who's also going to be playing at that position. So those are two guys that are going to factor in on the outside. Another note today from, I believe, Zach Kittley was that Trey Cleveland will be on the inside at the slot position and getting some snaps there. That's really interesting to me because Cleveland has not gotten any real playing time at the slot position dating all the way back to his high school days. And so it speaks to me to how much, how much depth Texas tech has on the outside, that Cleveland is a guy that's going to get moved to the inside, at least somewhat. And so that's something that I'm optimistic about. I think that his set, his athleticism is going to help him out there. He's a really crisp route runner compared to some of the other guys on the outside. So For Cleveland, that's a nice good step for him to make. And with Fungi as well kind of establishing himself on the outside, I expect that we're going to have two two deep on the outside with J.J. Sparkman and Jeron Bradley on one side and Brady Boyd and like Fungi on the other side, both getting significant snaps on each side. So that's going to be four total receivers there. Cleveland and Miles Price, Price in particular, I would expect to get solid amounts of snaps. On the slot position, Price probably will lead the entire receiver group in snaps. Trey Cleveland will play mostly on the inside. I would expect to see a little bit of him on the outside. We've seen that from Texas Tech before in the past when they've had a little bit of a logjam at the outside position. When Kitley was there in the first place, I remember Quan Shorts back in 2017 moved over to the slot position to fill in when Kiki Kuti was hurt and then also primarily played on the outside at times when Dylan Cantrell missed a little bit of time with a back injury back then. And when Derek Willis was kind of mia 8 that season as well. So I would expect to see that you're going to see some moving parts, but certainly that's a big factor there. Zach Kelly, again, also brought up the tight end position and seeing both Baylor Cup and... Um, And as well as that Mason Tharp, you've also seen Henry Teeter in the mix, who I forgot to mention on the quarterback, but one of the things that both Tyler Shuck and Baron Morton mentioned was that he is going to be one of the guys they would pick for the number three jersey that's going to be given to the hardest working player on the Texas Tech roster in honor of Luke Siegel, one of the the great members of Texas Tech's community and son of Tim Siegel. If you haven't read up on that story, please do so. I really am all in love with Team Luke. But in the meantime, I mean, Henry Teeter, really hard worker. The other two tight ends have a lot of talent. So it makes sense for Kitley to utilize the tight ends. I think that's something that he brought up today and something that was brought up by Baylor Cup himself. So a lot of talent there. And I think that you're going to see both of, those guy, both of those guys have solid seasons. Elsewhere, looking along the lines of The defense, I expect Tyree Wilson to have a big year. They've talked about moving him to the outside linebacker a little bit. Tim DeRoyer seemed really confident in his defensive position. You look at some of the other guys um, down the line, I mean, I would expect to see quite a bit of guys like Muddy Waters. He's someone that is going to be covered on next week's podcast with with the defensive back preview, but certainly he would be there. And then also just talking about what Joey McGuire had to say about the format for the fall camp, they're going to do two scrimmages before their mock week, so to speak. And those scrimmages are going to be full, full on scrimmages. You're going to see all three quarterbacks in action. Supposedly that's when they're going to try to make the decision is leading up to that mock week. So they can head into the Murray state game with a full week worth of practice, knowing who the starting quarterback is going to be. So that would place the starting quarterback job being announced no later than August 27th. So if you're looking for a date for that as to when the quarterback could be announced, or at least we have a good indication of that, I would expect that to be on the 27th or if not a little bit sooner, depending on how those two scrimmages go, it's going to be all out until then. But certainly McGuire has a lot of optimism around. I mean, you heard Tyler Shuck talk about the optimism around the program. I heard it from like Fungi. You heard it from Baron Morton. Donovan Smith talked about the environment and competition environment there and the trust in the coach. In general, they have really talked with a lot of confidence. This team has bought into what Joe McGuire is doing. And really, he had a good quote at the end of this press conference about how he's thought he understood Texas Tech when he first came in, but he's just been blown away with everything all the way from the Cactus tweet to the support from the Mat- Matador Club and the alumni base and just how excited he is to get started with the season. So. Do check that out. Do listen to what Maguire had to say in Media Day. I'm sure there's coverage everywhere. You can find it on a couple of different people's Twitter accounts, some snippets from interviews. I've watched a lot of them to try to get a good idea for this. I have to say I'm really optimistic with how this team looks heading into fall camp, which coming up next, I'm going to take a brief look at what I expect some of the key storylines to take place in fall camp will be and explain them. But first, we have a message from some of our sponsors. Back talking Texas Tech's fall camp heading into the 2022 football season. And I am really excited to get going with this football season. We're just under a month away from the start of the Murray State game. And that is going to be extremely exciting. The Joey McGuire era kicking off against the Racers. Should be a tune-up game, but you never know. And so with that, I'm going to take a look at three important key factors to watch out for in this game. The first one is pretty obvious. It's what I spent the entire first segment talking about. It's what the quarterbacks had to say on media day and what I thought about them, but it's the quarterback battle. Tyler Schott, Donovan Smith, Baron Morton. One of those guys will start game one. According to Joe McGuire, they're not looking to rotate quarterbacks in and out. However, you will see a special package if, if it fits the personnel. So one of the reference Points there was potentially having Donovan Smith line up out wide as a wide receiver, possibly using him some as a wildcat option quarterback type of deal. But certainly, you want to expect him to rotate snaps. So whoever wins the starting job is going to at least have a firm backing heading into Week One and beyond. And then it's going to be one of those things where if you're going to win the battle, you're going to have to supplant them due to poor performance, due to injury. You're not going to rotate in and out during the game. So. That's worth monitoring. Whoever wins the battle at the end of August is going to be the starter and presumably is going to have a pretty firm backing and support from the coaching staff. So that is worth watching heading into the Murray State game and just to see who emerges victorious from that battle. Right now, if I had to place money on it, I would give it to Tyler Shuck because he has the most experience and from spring, he seemed to emerge as sort of the main pick from the coaching staff, but you don't really know for sure until we get to the end of that battle could also see donovan smith he has the momentum from the end of last season and you could see baron morton who a lot of people were impressed with from spring scrimmages and from the spring game so all three of those guys how they play out is going to be the main card for the fall of camp the second one that i want to take and look at is going to be the offensive line and just how that slots into place we already heard that kill Rogers would win will be the starting left tackle there's a number of guys that are in running for the left guard and right guard positions. And so that's going to be interesting to see how that plays in because, again, with all the guards, you have you return only a couple of starters from last season. You have Weston Wright coming back and Caleb Rogers, but a lot of new faces on that line. And one of those guys is Eric Gray from Amarillo, who just signed with the team this past week. He'll be added into the factor. No clue exactly what he will do, but apparently Joe McGuire sees him eventually becoming a center. So that is one of the things that is worth watching. And then finally, talking about some of the other stuff to keep an eye on out at the receiver position. Again, Trey Cleveland supposedly moving into the slot. How he fares there is going to be worth watching. Xavier White and Traderius Townsend being in the slot if they are able to fight their way into snaps or possibly get a little bit of run in the backfield as well. That could be worth watching. And then on the outside, you've got Jerome Bradley and J.J. Sparkman. They're going to both be part of the rotation, but... Who wins out more snaps there is worth watching, as well as like Fungie and Brady Boyd. Boyd is someone that had a really good spring. We didn't really get to see Fungie in the spring, so that's something that is going to play a part in this season as well, as to who gets more snaps there. So in general, the receiver position outside of Miles Price being firmly entrenched at the slot is wide open, and that was something that we got a good idea of today. But it is nice to know exactly who will slot in where. I mean, we knew Miles Price is going to be at the slot, but we didn't really know who would start, who would be at the Z and the X positions and kind of who would line up where. So to see the split being Boyd and Fungy and then on the other side having Sparkman and Bradley as well as Cleveland kind of moving more to the inside, it's good to know. So that's another thing, just how the receivers play out. So receivers, offensive line, and quarterback on the defensive side of things, just keeping an eye on the linebacker rotation. I mean, we saw—I mentioned it yesterday—but you're kind of thin there. A lot of young and experienced guys. Losing Bryce Robinson due to a season-ending injury is one thing to keep an eye on, and how are you going to fill that role? He was—he fa- was likely going to factor in a little bit into the rotation. Another thing that's interesting with the linebackers, and it is my fault for not mentioning it, but Kosi Eldridge is returning for this year. I completely had a gaffe yesterday; thought he had graduated. But he still has another year of eligibility. He's coming back. I would expect him to factor in the rotation, which would improve the pass rush ability as well as a guy that was pretty decent in coverage last year. So nice to have Eldridge back. Nice to be talking about football again. It's the start of fall camp, one of the best times of the year, and I cannot wait to continue covering it over the next few weeks, which that's going to be coming up. But in the meantime, tomorrow I'll have the Kansas State preview up in the afternoon. Excited to talk about that. Not the Kansas State preview. Excuse me, West Virginia preview. That's what I'm doing next. Sorry about that, but the West Virginia preview is the next podcast I will be doing. That will come out tomorrow afternoon. But in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter, EddieRacer41. You can follow me, or you can follow the official Locked On Texas Tech Twitter account at Locked On TTU. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're almost to 500 subscribers. I really appreciate the support there continue to grow the channel, continue to try to improve. Please give me feedback. Let me know what I need to do. I know the speech, the diction could use a little bit of work. Trying to have good signal and good restream support. That's something we've struggled with as of late, but I'm working on it. And again, if that goes down, we will make sure to find a solution to that. And then as well as that, the camera quality continuing to improve. Those are all things I'm looking at. But again, subscribe to the YouTube. I do appreciate all the support. And again, if you could check out us wherever you get your podcasts, it is much appreciated. Also, leave a review while you're at it. Again, the feedback giving me things I'm doing well, things I need to improve on. I appreciate all of it. So that's all for today. Thank you for making Locked on Texas Tech your first listen every day. If you want a second listen, look no further than Locked on Big 12. They're back every single day. My good friend and host Josh Neighbors covers everything you need to know about the Big 12 from fall football camps to the realignment news and everything in between. You can look, You can find Locked On Big 12 wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube, just like Locked On Texas Tech. You can also check out the roundtable, which just came out a couple of days ago. That is a nice listen. And in the meantime, I'm going to be back tomorrow covering the West Virginia game, and I will see you tomorrow.